Morning, team. It's Friday. Thank goodness. Thank you, Anthony. Give him a little break now. Nice to be company. Women in pyjamas, shopping. It's all in the paper. Have you seen it? The picture in the paper today. This woman in Cardiff, shopping in Tesco's, and she wears her pyjamas. She's classic Cardiff. Big hoop earrings, two children, single mother, you know, shopping Tesco. Ain't got time to put clothes on, have I? She goes, in a Welsh accent. And uh, so Tesco said, go shop somewhere else. So she said, I don't want to shop here anyway. I'm going to Aldi. So off she's gone to Aldi. And I hope they bring in the same system as well. Ghastly old baggage. News is next. Story on air. Oh, right. I'm oh, sorry, there you are. Oh, right. How funny. <laughs> so I was just chatting to Anthony about, you know, the, the, the trials and tribute. Did you see the woman shopping in her pyjamas? Oh, dear God, it's just the worst ever. It's the, I can't find it. She's in one of the papers today. And she goes shopping in Tesco in Cardiff wearing her pyjamas. I ask you, what sort of person goes out wearing pyjamas? Oh, lovely. That's nice. I was going to say. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye. There it goes. I've just, I've just said to him, I said, it's very wet outside this morning. In fact, actually, I'm just... Cr- oh, and by the way, Mohammed, I found my gloves. They were hidden underneath the strawberries and the melon. Because I, I got up this morning and I thought, right, that... And I, I leave everything in, in the right place so I know where it is. I don't like messing about trying to find things in the morning. I have to remember, you know, put your pass on. Put, and then sometimes I put my scarf on and go, oh, I'll put my pass on. Take your scarf off, put the pass on. And I put it all by the front door. And uh, don't ask me about this, you know, somebody could lean through and take your keys. Well, they're welcome to. Uh, you know, very, very secure. And so I have all the stuff there and put the keys in the pocket, sunglasses in this pocket in case it's sunny, umbrella in this pocket. And so I did all of that bit, except the umbrella because it was in the car. So I went down to the car, left the fruit in the car overnight, which was quite nice, and I couldn't find my gloves. And I had to think, what have I done with the gloves? And so I'm, I'm sort of sitting there, and I, I got in the car this morning. I said to Mohammed, I said, I can't find my gloves. He said they'd be on the sideboard or something. I'm thinking... I haven't got a sideboard. Why would they be on the sideboard? <laughs> anyway, so I walked in here this morning, opened up the bag, and there they are, which is good news. Uh, the bad news is no copy of the sun today. In fact, if you look out the window, there's no sun at all out there. Stormy weather. Uh, it's, uh, I've used that about four times this morning, and each time it makes me smile. Friday makes me smile. I like Friday because it's just, it's like, as Anthony said, it's like breaking up from school, isn't it? You get to Friday and you go, do you know, I don't care what happens today. I don't care what happens because nothing but nothing can spoil my happiness. I've got, I've got reasonably good health. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I've got some strawberries. I've got some yellow flesh nectarines. I've got, you know, a couple of pound in, in, in my wallet. And, uh, and I'm, I'm feeling, I went for a walk yesterday, so I'm feeling quite fit. Going out for lunch today. And, uh, and I'm thinking it's the weekend. I'm going to see the godchildren tomorrow. So that'll be quite good. Although they've all been off sick. Everybody's off sick at the moment. People have got... I oh know, I don't want to catch any sort of sicky poos. I was by the coffee machine yesterday, and that must be working in a set, Jess, I'm hoping. And, uh, and the lovely young lady from, uh, from Capital was there, and she always gets the coffee in the morning because they've got to have their coffees and things like that. And she was saying, oh, have you picked up this bug at LBC? I thought, what bug? Immediately clutching my handkerchief to my nose, thinking... And she said, oh, there's this sore throat bug doing that. Oh, no, we don't want that. So quickly, you know, so we did the hand gel and all the rest of it. Not that I think it makes any difference. But uh, but either way, it's a nice start to the weekend. We've got all your texts and emails. Thank you to Scott for telling me there is a, a brand new celebrity come dine with me on Sunday the 31st of January on Channel 4 at 8pm. So that, man, uh, that must be this, this Sunday, 8pm. Am I going to be awake at 8pm? I might have to see who the celebrities are, because having discovered the other day that poor, desperate, desperate, desperate Kelvin McKenzie is appearing on Marco Pierre White's uh, new cooking... Pro- Do you know, I'm bored with so-called celebrity cooking programmes. I don't mind if they invite you into their own house. 
Because I think that's actually quite interesting. But people who just turn up there, you know, and Kelvin McKenzie's age, I mean, he's so old. I mean, he's so old, poor soul. Biggins did uh, Celebrity Come Dine with me, but he, he was actually clever. He didn't use his house at all. <laughs> he used somebody else's. Well, you don't really want the cameras in, do you? You don't want the cameras into your own property, you know, poking around and going and people coming in and going through your drawers. Although sometimes that can be quite nice. But I mean, in this particular case, but uh, he, he did his he, he did some nice food, actually. But of course, it, it was the fact that they all had a few uh, a few drinks and uh, and he won because you can't fail with him for a, for a dinner party host. You can't. I promise you. He just makes you laugh. It can be just over just over the stupidest things. He just has the ability to make people laugh. I don't, know, I don't know what it is. It's a gift. You know, he's not a comedian. He's just got a funny demeanour. And things he says, you know, can have you doubled up. So what with him, Michael Ball, and uh, Elaine Page the other day, you can imagine, can't you? I mean, it was just giggling nightmares all the way through the thing. Uh, anyway, so th- Scott, thank you for that. I should be checking out. If anybody knows who the celebrities are, to save me having to, to log onto the computer, do tell me. Um... And this weekend, well, I've just told you, Noreen, what I'm doing for this weekend. Next weekend, even busier. Got a lot of things on next weekend. And she says, the other morning, you talked about a wild animal seen in Thrupp in Gloucestershire. Well, our friend's staying with her son there. So when we spoke on the phone, I told her they didn't know. And they live there. I know. It makes me feel, though, Noreen, doesn't it? These things are just made up for the papers. There's a couple of barmies who go, oh, wild animal around here. You know, been here for 30 years. You know, you go up to Loch Ness... You'll find no end of balmy locals, and they'll all tell you, oh, yeah, it comes out of the water. They've never managed to get a good picture of it at all. The, o- the only picture they've ever managed to get is some hazy, cockamamie thing that was done years ago. All this rubbish about underground caves and, you know, it swims out to the sea. It's a load of old baloney. It's a tourist industry. It's what it is. It's a tourist industry. It's like, you know, Hugh Broom coming into me one morning and sort of saying, oh, you know, just seen this huge cougar-like animal on the farm, you know. Okay. No, you haven't. You know, but pe- people say that they're keeping a tourist industry going, and in the case of Loch Ness, they had to keep, and they've kept it going for donkeys' years. There's one poor little man who's been sitting, I think, by the shores of Loch Ness in a caravan for donkeys' years, hoping to see it. Well, as I've said countless times, how does it breathe? You know, it's got to come up for air, but of course, this thing doesn't come up for air. Well, it's it's not a fish, is it? Well, they, they've always described it as like a plesiosaurus. And also, what does it eat? It can only eat plankton, because there's no fish in Loch Ness. So, well, there's, well, I say, the sort of greenery. But this thing would have... And also, it would be so old by now, it would be the only dinosaur still living, which, of course, is rubbish. And then they'd say, well, perhaps it's it's had babies. So, So, in other words, so there were two of them, unless it's hermaphrodite. You know, it's a bit like a snail. It, it can change its sex. But I, I don't think it's like... It, it was just a good story. The wee monster came out of the loch and uh, took away our Agnes. Dragged her out to sea, screaming she was like a banshee. You can see it, can't you, now? And they've never had a decent picture. It's like when you... I said to you the other day. You know, they say, oh, there's, um, you know, UFOs and this and that. And you go, well, take a picture of it. We've got digital cameras. Even the camera on my phone is better than the rubbish that they come up with. And they go, oh, it's, it's very, very unclear, isn't it? So, of course it is, because it's fake. It's some schoolboy dangling a tennis board. It's not a long way away. Don't start. Don't start, honestly. I don't need that kind of thing. Not on a Friday morning. Oh, good news. Cheryl Cole's touring. Uh, she's going out supporting the Black Eyed Peas. And a pack five O. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, the Mirror. This dreadfully sad story about the two children murdered 
And uh, the father said he, he, he told the police that he feared for their safety months ago. It's another one of these cases. Oh, we found PC shiny buttons. Who's PC Shiny Buttons? He's known as PC Shiny Buttons. This was the man who nicked the bloke the other day for blowing his nose in the car. Do you remember? Well, he's one of these... Nick, 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 Nick. He was the one, the same PC Shiny Buttons, who nicked a bloke for dropping a £10 note. This bloke inadvertently dropped a £10 note and he got nicked for dropping a £10... Nick, 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 Nick. I'm terribly sorry, PC Shiny Buttons, but you're quite clearly not fit to be in the force. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. Anyway, the boy solicitor, this bloke who was charged for blowing his nose in the car, there was one bloke also charged the other day, wasn't there, for laughing in the car. Seriously, I mean, it's getting so stupid now. You feel like getting out and going, hello, PC shiny buttons, it's you again, is it? They've got a picture of him in a lot of the papers this morning. And so this bloke, he's got the handbrake on, it's not like he's driving along, he blows his nose. And for this, they're going to waste your money by going to court. Because he said, I'm not paying the fine. I'll tell you, you can stick it where the sun doesn't shine. He's not paying. £60, forget it. Don't be so stupid. So they're taking him to court. What a waste of public money. Why don't they just admit that PC Shiny Buttons is an idiot? You don't book somebody for blowing their nose, for God's sake. You just don't. It's... He he does sound like he should be in a children's book, doesn't he? Hello, Noddy. Hello, Big Ears. Hello, PC Shiny Buttons. (laughs) <laughs> Hello, Noddy. <laughs> yes, exactly. When you're driving your little car, Noddy, just remember, don't sneeze. I won't. Achoo! You're nicked. You know, it's just <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, there's a very good um, hint that Alicia Dixon might be not doing Strictly Come Dancing. Her manager uh, said the other day, Strictly was so last year. So maybe she's not going to be doing it anymore. And Suzanne Shaw is going to go into uh, soap. They're obviously take anybody nowadays. They've, st- they've stuck Kim Marsh. No acting experience at all, unless you call some of the dreary singing acting. And uh, so she's in Corrie, and now thinks she's an act. She's northern. Of course, all northern people act, don't they? It's like all the Welsh sing, you know. Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. They all say... I, was, I don't think it was a Welsh song at all. Actually. I couldn't think of anything that was Welsh. I was thinking... Of, I couldn't think of anything. Men of Harlech, I suppose. I don't know what would be a Welsh... Leeks. Are there any songs to do with leeks? I don't know, we can't think of any songs. But so, so they're going to put her into Emmerdale. She starts filming in February, makes her screen debut in April. So they're, they're six, eight weeks, I think, behind. But no experience of acting at all. And that's what worries me now. There's people who, who are spending all their time going to drama school and learning how to act and, OK, today we're trees. I'm a tree. You know, today you're noddy. Today, I'm going to be PC Shiny Buttons. And, and then, you, get, and then you, you appear in a group and you sing a couple of songs. Then the next thing, you're an actress. I'm quite sure if you saw Kim Marsh appearing on stage, it would be so wooden as to make Robin of Sherwood look almost limp by comparison, I'm afraid. But uh, I'm sure she's going to be very happy doing it. And we wish her all the very best, don't we? Not really, no. Uh, and then there's some poor bloke who's, who got a Dad's Army game. And he sold it on eBay. Well, he put it up on eBay and they actually took it off. I said, excuse me, that's racist. And he went, hello. And they went, and they went why, why is it racist? And they said, hello, have you seen the swastikas on the front of the box? And he went, it's a dad's arm again. I went, oh, sorry about that. So they put it back on again. How stupid are they, eBay? I need to go down and laugh outside their front door, I think. Quarter past five is the time. 
These are the headlines. Anti-war protesters promise to meet Tony Blair when he arrives at the Iraq inquiry in Westminster later. The morning after pill could soon become the week after pill, following the development of a new drug which can prevent pregnancy for up to five days. And Ashley Cole will be sentenced later for driving at more than 100 miles an hour in a 50-mile zone on the A3 in Surrey. He could be banned. Have a check on the uh, state of the uh, the roads this morning. Dreadful tailbacks yesterday, Hugh, on one of the motorways. Yeah, it, it went for my a friend of mine phoned me. She hadn't moved in an hour. It was, was she, a. Was she around the M23? Yeah, kind of, yeah, it wasn't good, was it? She said it was a pain. Well, at last. She said it was a lorry that had shed breeze blocks or something. Yeah, I know. Stupid. Ooh, the perils of modern road travel. Dreadful, isn't it? Anyway, let's hopefully have some good news for us. It's not too bad. Morning, everybody. It's Friday. Woo, 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 woo. Love Friday. And apparently, says Noreen, on Come Dine With Me. Here they are. This is the celebrity Come Dine With Me. It's Javeen Hilton. She's a singer. Jan Leeming. Donal McIntyre. And David Spinks, who was in EastEnders. Apparently he played Scruffy Keith. They're a bit of an odd bunch, aren't they? You see, I never understand how Donald McIntyre, lovely though he is, I see, I see him as a reporter, not a celebrity. Uh, Javeen Hilton, I don't know enough about. Jan Leeming, I always thought mad as a brush, I'm afraid. Uh, David Spinks, I don't know if his character's anything like that. I wouldn't want to eat in his kitchen, I'm afraid. I don't know why. Anyway, Cheryl Cole is about to haul her sweetheart image over the uh, coals. Be interested to see what they get later. Ashley, sentenced for driving. 100 miles an hour, 50 mile an hour zone. Well, I mean, he should be banned instantly, don't you think so? I mean, I see no reason why not. It's twice the speed limit. Any, you know, if any of any of us were done, we'd be we'd be having to pay the same thing, wouldn't we? I think so. There's a horrible man in the paper today. His name's Paul Walsh. He's an HSBC bank worker, and uh, he was branded despicable. In fact, he is a piece of filth. He's not very nice. He stole more than thirty thousand pounds from the account of a man who was killed on seven seven. I mean, it doesn't get any lower than that. It really doesn't. What a nasty, nasty, nasty person you are. But luckily, they've actually sorted it all out. So, uh, off to prison for four years you go, matey. And I, I think so, too. I, I just hate things like that. People who can steal from the dead. It's like people go around and they, they steal people's names, don't they? When they go around graveyards and they read them on tombstones. And think, That'll be a good name. Let, let's, come up, let's come up with that, I think. Uh, Steve, who, who pays for all the damage and disruption caused by the lorries shedding their loads and causing the, uh, the damage? Uh, we do. We do. Comes out the, uh, the road agencies, I would think. I mean, you think the insurers? It was, it was breeze blocks or something, but the tailback was miles, miles and miles and miles and miles. And I mean, the M23 at Gatwick, a friend of mine had to go there because, uh, because she drives for a living, she has to drive around and see clients, her company... Uh, send her on these awareness courses. And, of course, hers the other day happened to be a 100-mile round trip from where she lives. So had she not had to go to that yesterday, she wouldn't have been caught up in this stupid thing. These lorries, but we do see them. I don't know how this one occurred. But I, I sit in, in my car, and I'm very good. I always stick to the speed limit. You know, they're pootling along, man with a red flag in front. And, um, and lorries thunder past you. And you think to yourself, you're a bloody idiot. Because these things just can't stop like that. Because they, they jackknife, but I think it was breeze blocks. I gather the coffee machine's not working. Is she? Oh, it's still out of order, is it? How fantastic. Oh, dear. We're going to be suffering this morning. Might have to, might have to go with water, I think. Um, uh, Alicia Dixon, too big for Strictly now. That's one career that'll disappear very quickly. Uh, song about leaks. 
There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. Lovely. I've been on Loch Ness and there were fish. Well, that's what people on the... I don't think there's enough in there. It's, it's too... Uh, it's too du- the, the reason they say that the Loch Ness Monster is there and that they've never found it is because of all the mud at the bottom of Loch Ness. See, my advice would be, I tell you what, let's put this to bed straight away. Let's drain Loch Ness and just wait for it to appear, all right? But, of course, that would then spoil the... Ind- it's a bit extreme, I know, but, you know, I can't bear people telling lies. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I saw a programme the other day, I, I inadvertently turned on to BBC Three, and there was Joe Swash doing a, a crackpot programme about, about ghosts and everything else, and we were going, ooh, ooh, there's a ghost of a small child in this room. What a load of old cobblers, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for all telling me about who's in the celebrity come dine with me. It's a pathetic line-up, isn't it, really? The Loch Ness Monster is probably a large conger eel, says uh, Dave. Well, well, a conger eel with humps. I don't know where the humps came from. Because it's sort of, it's got the bumps, and then they say, and here's this old bit of footage of this log drifting across Loch Ness, and we're going to call it the Loch Ness Monster. And based on that, based on that, people think it, there's a Loch Ness Monster. I mean, there is, I am sharing my studio at the moment with a giant triathlon. It's a brand new breed, and it's huge. It sounds like a sport, doesn't it, triathlon? I don't know what it is, actually. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything in time. I was going to say Brontosaurus, but they sound a bit like something out of the Flintstones now. Uh, Steve, my friend and I were having coffee in a coffee shop. Unbelievable, isn't it, really? Things people tell me. And a girl came in in PJs and slippers, got a bacon roll and went. She is in her pyjamas and the top as well. And she says here, she's mum of two and her name's Elaine Carmody. She's 24, right? 24. Always shop in my pyjamas. She said, I walked in with my trolley. And the security guard came over and told me to leave. I've got lovely pyjamas with bears and penguins on them. I wore my best ones today, so I look tidy. Go home, you tart. Go home, dear. Put on clothes. I'm so sorry. All this rubbish. She says, it's, it's when I'm in a rush or busy with the kids. I was going to buy £100 worth of stuff in here today, and they made me leave my trolley, so they've lost out. Darling, I wouldn't want you in my shop either. All this baloney. I was going to spend £100. Who gives us stuff, darling? I'd rather know that I could shop in Tesco without creatures like you wandering through there. Thank you very much indeed. Your £100? <laughs> don't care. Don't want. Take it somewhere else. Take it somewhere else. In fact, if I was running the country, I'd ban people like you, full stop. The moment you appeared anywhere, there would be a little, a little crane that comes in and lifts you out like one of those amusement things, takes you and just drops you in the sea about 500 miles out. And we go, swim back now, love. Ridiculous. I was going to buy £100 worth of stuff. Oh, the big threat there, love. Big threat. A notice at the store entrance says, to avoid causing offence or embarrassment to others, we ask that our customers are appropriately dressed. She says nobody's ever complained. Of course they haven't, darling, because I can well imagine she's got no pride at all. I'd say you've only got to look at a picture of you know what it is. It's just, it's a sinker state person. There's no two ways about it. Nobody but nobody goes out wearing their pyjamas unless you're real low life. You don't do it. You wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. I don't have any pyjamas, but I mean, I wouldn't do it. Nobody does it. You just don't do it unless you're a complete and utter slob, I'm afraid. And she says nobody's ever complained. I thought, well, looking at the picture of you, love, it's probably because you'd give them a mouthful of four-letter words. That's what it looks like to me. And then another mum, who did not wish to be named, let's just call her benefits, shall we? Let's just call her benefits. Says, this is pathetic and shows how snobbish people are. Do they know... It shows how thick these women are. Do they know how difficult it is to get three kids off to school when you're a single parent? You haven't got time for a cup of tea, never mind getting all dolled up. 
Are they really that stupid? They, yeah, I mean, putting on a pair of jeans and getting dolled up, is it, love? Go on, I tell you. Such a shame this programme is not heard up in uh, St Melons in Cardiff. We'd have people like you hung out to dry deer outside. Go on, dear, don't start that down here. On any of that. Just look at the picture in the paper. I'll rest my case, as they say, Your Honour. PC shiny buttons would have something to say about that, wouldn't they? He'd be down there. Get out, get out, get out. You're wearing your pyjamas. Get out, you ugly little woman. Enough time to stick your hoop earrings on, love. Unless, of course, you uh, wear them to bed, which I think is highly unlikely. (coughs) Javine Hilton is apparently the singer that stole Alicia Dixon's hubby. Oh, that's right. I remember she talked about that on her doc... Oh, that's who she is. Oh, right. That's right, MC Harvey. They have a little girl. Oh, dear, what on earth are we putting Javine Hilton on a show for? Yuck, yuck, yuck. There you go. Everybody's told... Oh, amazing, isn't it? Javine Hilton was a singer that broke up Alicia Dixon's marriage. That's right, because they were friends, and she talked about it on the documentary with Fern Cotton. I've just remembered. Javine Hilton. OK, start booing Javine Hilton, ladies and gentlemen. Every time you see her on the television, boo! Boo! Alex says Jenny Barnett says she goes out in her pyjamas. Oh, God. Oh, dear, I do her. I don't know what she was wearing. What was she wearing yesterday? What was yesterday's outfit? I think yesterday's was all right. She doesn't wear her pyjamas, does she, really? It's not normal. We've never noticed. Yeah, she has dungarees, but she doesn't have pyjamas. Perhaps, perhaps dungarees are pyjamas. It's a bit odd, isn't it? I mean, I don't know why. It says here, Steve, she wore her best pyjamas, Well, at least she thought to dress up. Exactly. They've all got contradictions. The trouble is, that's why they're ideal material for the Jeremy Kyle show. Because these sort of things sit there. You only have to look at her to realise that she couldn't use normal language if her life depended on it. Uh, Steen, Javine Hilton lost out in pop stars The Rivals to Girls Aloud. She also represented us at Eurovision, much to Jordan's disdain. Ugh, God, the revolting Jordan. Why is that? I'm surrounded by just awful, awful people at the moment. Except for uh, a lovely couple who uh, decided to call in an antiques expert. You know, people come round, they go, have you got anything? I mean, I remember years and years ago, my my uncle Wilfred uh, heard that in the area there was uh, the Antiques Roadshow people. And so he phoned up and he said, I've, I've got something in my loft. He said, it's been up there as long as, as, long as I, c- I can remember. Uh, any, any chance you could come and, and have a look at it? And they went, yeah, OK. So they came round, and he's proudly standing in, in the front room, and he went, it's been up there for years. He said, I've got no idea what it is. And I went, it's your water tank. And he went, is it? I went, oh, so it's not worth any money. I went, no, it's not worth any money at all. But this couple had an umbrella stand. Turns out to be a fantastic piece of Chinese porcelain, and it's worth, if it didn't have paint in it, half a million pounds. What a nice Friday for them. Hey, are you up to date? It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC, and the time now, 5.30. Morning, everybody. So I turned on the television yesterday, and I get uh, get QVC with a lot of these, you know, I don't know. You describe the sort of people who would buy from QVC. People who sit at home and don't want to go out shopping. Was I like to see what it looks like? I don't want to see what it looks like on the television, because I remember... Being, you, you can make things look brilliant on the television because when they did The Six Wives of Henry VIII they had all the costumes at Hampton Court Palace years ago and I went to see them and I was so disappointed to discover that all the regalia on Henry VIII was toilet chains toilet chains and plugs that were painted gold and, and it was, 
They'd use the local lavatory. And, uh, and I thought, oh, that's a bit disappointing. So when I see all this jewellery on television on all the different channels, I, I think to myself, you know, that looks great. And then they go, and look at this, and this is... Your friends would be very jealous. And I thought, only if they're blind. Because most of it is... Rub- there were two guys yesterday, I kid you not. They were on... I can't remember what channel it was. But they were, they were selling... And I, was, I mentioned this to Mohammed this morning. There were two guys, one who was quite camp and wearing a purple shirt, and one who might have been his partner or might not have been his partner, who wasn't in a purple shirt. And what were they selling? Car cleaning stuff. Nobody in this day and age, ladies and gentlemen, unless you're completely balmy, washes their own car. Because you go down to the local car park and there'll be somebody there, or about ten of them, who'll rush round it for three or four pounds. Why would you want to stand there and wash your own car? And they're going, and look, and what we'll do here, we, I'm, I'm, I've got some dirt that I brought in from the garden. <laughs> I thought, yeah, love, of course you have, in your pink Wellingtons. And we're going to rub it over the car bonnet. And then we're going to spray this stuff on, which is, so there's no water needed. And I thought, well, what has this liquid got in it, you stupid man? And you get two bottles of this stuff, and then you get three bottles of other different things, and you spray it on, and then you wipe it with this cloth. And then what he didn't tell you was that the cloth becomes so filthy that you have to drop it and pick up another cloth, and then wipe it again. And I thought, it's just rubbish. It's just rubbish. £18, this rubbish was. And he was saying they're going, and of course, you know, your car will have that showroom finish. I thought, are you mad? It rains every five days. There's no point. You know, you can buy all this stuff. Never clean your windscreen again. You know, use this. I haven't polished my car in years. Doesn't need polishing. Just keep it washed. And also, I don't wash it. Mohammed doesn't wash his car. Why would you want to wash your car all the time? And they're going, 18 pounds, and this is really, you'll, you'll really be using this. I thought, no, you won't. It'll be another stupid bottle that sits in the garage. And then, so I, I sort of having suffered with them, and then I watched something, a, a T-Fell fryer, which was 136 pounds. And I thought, to be honest with you, a tablespoon of oil in a wok, and you get exactly the same effect. In fact, it's very bad to fry stuff anyway nowadays. So, I watched that, and then I flipped onto another one, and I've got a rather large lady. It does tend to be the large ladies making cards, and it's part of it's craft hour. And and I I sat there. Craft hour is almost as exciting as a woman who looks not unsimilar to Jenny Barnett, and she's terribly loud and terribly like this, doing women's clothes. And this you can mix and match. This isn't this gorgeous? I love this. And this it's got the applique and the buttons. That I'm thinking, shut up, shut up, you irritating little woman. But she's quite good at what she does. But then, so, so I then get, get withdrawal and I flip back over to the card woman. And by this time, she's pushing them out and going, and this can be a 3D card. And, and then you stick this... To, by this time, this thing is about seven foot by five foot, this card. It's so big. And the other woman goes, it's covered in fleur-de-lis all around the outside, the applique. And inside you can personalise. It's very nice indeed. And meanwhile, the man is holding up all the different colours, in case you've never seen colour before. And you can, it comes in blue... And red, and so the, I love this one here. He says, "This is the blue metallic," and he shows you blue blue metallic. I thought you look like you'd be showing people blue metallic, and this is the pink. And I thought, yeah, you look like you'd be showing us pink. And he show, and all of this, and this is marvelous. But you get so many, and it's also, and then the woman chips in. But of course, the card is really good stock. It's really good. It's heavyweight stock. It's nice. And then she goes, and this fits into an envelope. And I'm thinking, what size envelope is this card fitting into? And then they've got weird, weird colours on there, like taupe and bandage. That's very popular. That's like a, a grey colour mixed with a tinge of red. And uh, azure. 
you know, and the, and you think, it's just a card. And they go, and friends will love you for this. I thought, no, they'll think you've been watching this card programme on the television. And I only mention it because there will be some of you listening who make your own cards. And that's why the Stitch and Creative Craft Show is at London's XL from the 11th to the 13th of February. Or you can go and meet a lot of other barmies, sorry, like-minded people, who want to make cards. And you've got Stephanie Whiteman and Nigel May, who are the UK's premier crafty couple. If they're a couple, I'm Dutch. And anyway, she's one of these hefty hideaway girls, and he's... he's not. And uh, so there they are, and they're going to be doing cross-stitch... Sorry, cross-stitch, card-making, stamping, beading... Needle craft stamping. What do you think stamping is? We're going to stamp, stamp, stamp on the floor together. Okay, all together, ladies, stamp, watch the floor. Along comes PC shiny buttons again. You can imagine, can't you? So uh, that's going to be there. And they say here, join us for a gossip and a super crafty day out. I can't think of anything worse. I cannot think of anything worse. But there they are, the crafty couple themselves, Stephanie and Nigel. How lovely. But I'm sure there'll be people listening going, excuse me, I've been making cars for years and I'm sure they're lovely. And I'm sure you derive great pleasure from it. So good for you. That's what we say on a Friday because we're very benevolent today. You know, we, we, we like to sort of make people feel happier. Richard Hakia showed me his shoes yesterday. He showed me his shoes because we were talking about these jungle shoes. I don't know, desert shoes, that's right. And to be honest with you, I don't think I'll be buying any. You know, it's, it's very nice and it's kind of people to sort of think perhaps you should be wearing them, but I don't. We'll be wearing that. It's for younger people. It's not for people of my age. You know, people of my age, it's Dr. Skulls, slippers, things like that. Ugg boots for men. But uh, he does tell us it's cloudy with light rain. So if you're going out, take an umbrella. Tonight, dry and mostly clear, very cold, widespread frost. And uh, the low, minus two in central London, minus four in the suburbs. Tomorrow, dry, lots of wintry sunshine, but very cold. The high, Two degrees. It's not very good. Sunday and Monday, more cloud around but sunny spells. And Tuesday, windy with heavy rain but feeling milder. The high, seven degrees centigrade. So there you go. That's your forecast from young Hakia. And much good may it do you, as they say. And, uh, and Colin says, with regards to things like Nessie, whilst I agree with you that Nessie is not real, we can never be too sure about things like that and Celia Canth. Yes, I agree about that. I do agree that there are certain parts of the uh, of the oceans where they have brought up celiacants and they've been down there wandering about by themselves for years because nobody fishes them because they're they're too thing. You know, I mean, there are things. I, I didn't poo poo anything else because I'm I'm always aware of fact that the oceans are fascinating places. But uh, I'm fate Nessie. It's a pile of old cobblers, isn't it? As we all know. But celiacants, I've seen celiacants, and they're very old. And they look very old, because nobody hunts them. I don't think anybody's ever... Saw, you don't go into the fish and chip shop and go, do you know, you haven't got celiacanth and chips twice. You know, nothing like that going on. Nessie and chips. Annie says, uh, we still have come dine with me on the planner with Biggins and Edwina. It was the funniest one ever. He was so lovely and very entertaining. I'd love to go out for lunch or dinner if he and you were there. Well, I mean, he, he would. He would be the one chatting most of the time. He's just, he's just very funny. He's just naturally very, very funny. Patricia says, you're priceless read the pyjama shoppers. I myself get dressed up to the nines just to put out the rubbish. Dave says Jenny Barnett admitted on LBC that she shopped in her pyjamas. Oh, dear. Stevie says, on any given Saturday, a large Tesco store can bring in lots and lots and lots of money. Does this woman in her pyjamas honestly believe they care about her hundred quid? 
No. Because I don't care what sort of person you are, these feeble excuses that people go, oh, I had to get two children ready for school. Really? My grandmother had to get four children ready for school and she wouldn't have been seen dead wearing pyjamas. So that's why it's a feeble excuse from quite clearly a lazy little old slob who thinks that you go out wearing your pyjamas. No, you don't, I'm afraid. Dreadful. Uh, Yes, everybody tell you about Javine Hilton. I don't like her at all now. She's going on to my boo list, I'm afraid. I don't think if you pinch somebody else's husband, I don't think that's right. And then they put her on a celebrity come down. So she thinks that she's now a celebrity. I shall be booing all the way through. Come dine with me. Don't like that at all. It's not very nice, is it? Dreadful. Patricia says, you're a very good reporter and excellent at your job. <sighs> I know. It's so difficult, isn't it? Being practically perfect in every way is a, is a cross that one has to bear. But I struggle with it. And as we go into year 31... I can tell you now that uh, life is looking even better. Who'd have realised? <laughs> Certainly not me. 31 years ago, that we'd still be doing it. 30, and then they go, oh, Terry Wogan's done 22 years or something. Pfft, amateur. Rank amateur. I've been doing it much longer. Ridiculous. And on the same station as well. Uh, Steve, I bought that car cleaning stuff and the paint roller you fill up with paint. And they're rubbish. You've seen the one on the paint roller. The, the, the paint roller is... Don't bother, because they have a woman who falls off a ladder. She's quite clearly another one of these clumsy people. And, uh, and then, so you get the roller, and you pour the paint in, and then you can paint effortlessly. La, 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 la. And you get a very achy arm, you know, my achy, breaky arm. You're holding on to it, you know. And, 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 you don't, and you, in the end, you bring in a decorator. That's what they do. And then they've got another man who demonstrates how you can do brickwork in the garden. I don't think so. I'm terribly sorry. We don't do brickwork. We call in brickies for that. Because they stand there. And you've got this thing, and it's a plastic thing. And, uh, how are you? He's going, and he puts this thing on the top, and then puts on the cement, and then lifts it off, and the cement is perfectly on there. No, it's easier to call in a brickie, and it's a lot cheaper. Why buy another piece of equipment you don't really want? And they're all there. Have you seen that other woman? And, she, and she's got what, what is, is tantamount to sandpaper. And it just exfoliates and takes off the hair on your arms and on your legs. And, and most of the skin, by the look of it, I thought. I thought it's a ped egg for women. And she demonstrates this on a man. And, and, but what they're doing, and what you've got to remember is, look at the time it takes. She's talking... And she's still doing it, trying to get this hair to come off and talking and saying, of course, and I'm thinking, but how are these women going to do this? They can't do this. It sands off the hair. Well, I mean, put it this way, she says it doesn't sand up, but that's exactly what it's doing. It's fine sandpaper and you're rubbing the hair away. What you're doing is filing it down. It's, I mean, it, I've, I've seen, and, she, and it comes with a replacement pad and this and that. And you look at this woman doing it, and I wouldn't. Exactly, and they do it, and they have this man having it done on his shoulders, and on his, and then this woman on her legs. And I can't remember what the thing was called, but I'll tell you, there was another one of those balmy ones. It's like, have you heard of Sheer Cover? Sheer Cover is advertised on the, it's an American thing, and what it is, it's, it's powder, bronzing powder. But Sheer Cover is just, you know, the mineral quantities in here are just so fantastic, and it's also got extract of beetroot. And you dip it in, and you rub it, and look, look at my skin. Oh, God. And they have all these over-made-up women in the audience going, oh, my God. It's just that they've never seen this before. They've never seen... Exactly, they've never seen bronzing powder, but the mineral extract, and, and it's got little diamond bits in it. I thought, yeah, it's cut glass. And, and you, you smooth it onto your skin, and... And they picked out one lucky woman to have her wedding makeup done. Poor cow, honestly, I felt so sorry for her. They turn up and go, Hi, we're going to do your makeup today with sheer cover. 
And you'd go, oh, lovely. And then they had them at the Oscars, handing out sheer cover and doing it for the people there. But they weren't actually in front of the Oscars. They were shoved in the car park round the back because they're going, I'm terribly sorry, it's a free advert, go away. And, uh, and they do this sheer... Co- it was so funny. You sit there and watch it, and I can understand, ladies, how you can look at it on television and think... God, look at that, it's smooth. And then they took it off, but sheer cover is marvellous because any redness on your skin, any, any blotchiness, it covers it up marvellously. Unfortunately for us men, we have to go out there and just look blotchy. But if you're a woman, you can use sheer cover, and that will change your life. God bless you, everyone, and thank you for voting American. Quarter to six. News headlines this morning. Tony Blair will be met by anti-war campaigners when he arrives to be questioned at the Iraq inquiry this morning. Initial tests on two young children found dead in their mother's car in East Sussex show they'd been suffocated. And the new morning-after pill that can prevent pregnancy for up to a week after unprotected sex is being described as an exciting step forward by pro-choice campaigners. Have a check, shall we, on the uh, state of the roads for you this morning. It's my very good friend, close personal buddy, Hugh Broom. Thank you very much. Uh, M25, anti-clockwise. Don't forget, this Sunday morning, I'll be here for breakfast, as per usual, between 8 and 11, but my special guest is Honor Blackman for In Conversation. Yeah! Actually, it seems ages ago that we recorded it, because they were launching a, a box set, I think, of the Avengers, and it was special. It might have been the Cathy Gale years or something. I can't remember what it was, actually. But, uh... Was it Series 2 coming out? But anyway, well done for remembering. And uh, so she'll be my special guest between 7 and 8 and then repeated in the evening as well. And you can download it as a podcast. And if you don't know what podcasting is, go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, and learn about podcasting. It means if you've heard something on on the programme and you think, that was quite funny and witty, you know, if you're working for another radio station, you think perhaps we'll nick that idea. Let's see how he did that. And so that's what they do. Sometimes I'll, I'll be going home listening to my programme repeated again on other stations by, by presenters who are sort of thinking, oh, that's I'll use that, I'll use that bit. That's quite funny, I'll just use that bit. It's like, you know, I sort of do it first, then they, they pick up on it. But if you podcast, you can hear it again and have two laughs in a day, which isn't bad, is it? First one, when you put your pyjamas on and attempt to go shopping in Waitrose. And, and the second one, when the Waitrose staff throw you out and go, go out, boo, boo. Oh, no, it's Javine Hilton, uh, who are booing on Celebrity Come Dine With Me. Um, in the Daily Mail today, oh, tomorrow you get a free Delia DVD, the best of the Queen of Cooking, so that's good news. More on these poor children who, it turns out, um, have been suffocated. How on earth anybody can do that, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just, uh, just so dreadful, isn't it? What a waste of life. What a waste of life. And, um, and their, their mother went into court, uh, sorry, went into the, uh, the police station to tell them about it. There's uh, a payback time. On the cowboy clampers, forced to return thousands of pounds to illegally trapped drivers in a decisive victory. So that's good news. I quite like that idea. Here's another picture of this old mum shopping in her slippers, in her pyjamas. Do you know, it's going to start a wave with all these chavs out there. They're going to start wearing them, thinking it's fashion. It's cheap, tacky, naff dross. Stay at home, love. Do everybody a favour. But uh, it is, it is ridiculous. You don't... Yeah... Exactly. If you want to do this kind of thing, shop on the internet. I love the way she, she threatened them. Well, I was going to spend £100. Oh, big deal, love. Big deal. <laughs> God dear. Go away. Go away. They're so dreadful, the people. Uh, other stories of the paper today. It's, it's, uh, I've seen this picture before. And it's two cheetahs uh, with a baby impala. And because the impalas... I think most animals that hunt 
chase. If it's Somebody always said to me, and frankly, I've never actually wanted to put it into practice, if ever a lion comes sniffing around the tent where you are, the worst thing you can do is run. Because instinctively, it thinks prey and it chases. And you remember there was that poor boy out camping in, in Africa a few years back, and a lioness came looking for food around the campsite, came into the tent or stuck her head in, and their big bu- he did the wrong thing and ran. She chased him and brought him down. And that's, you know, you don't want that. So here is a picture of an impala. And it's sitting on the ground. And the two cheetahs are sort of stroking it and licking it. And so they've got a series of four, four pictures here. Uh, oblivious to the danger that this thing can just break its neck, quite simply, the... Uh, the impala returns the, the affection. It's only a little tiny impala, so it was obviously sitting in the grass. And then it sort of stands up, and, uh, and, and the cheetahs lick it. And then it runs. <laughs> but we, we don't know what happens after that. Because when they run, that's when they see it as prey. And I've seen that happen before, when they're sort of there, and the impala sits down on the ground, and the cheetah doesn't know what to do. Because they're not used to an animal that's not running from them. So they, they sort of sat there... And, and they look at it, and then they sort of lick it, and the impala thinks, I'm not moving, I'm not moving. And you then have to hope it either moves away. But the moment you stand up and start running, that's when they, they're after you, which is a bit difficult, isn't it? It's a nice set of pictures, but at the end of the day, I'm assuming the poor little impala loses its life. Uh, here's a woman called Julie Stead. Let this be advice to every one of you listening at the moment. Uh, Julie Stead uh, was going out in her hometown. She's a carer from Bridlington. OK, so she, she decides to go out. She's, she's 30... Uh, what is she? She's 28. And, um, and she's a carer. So she goes out to a nightclub and she met Ahmed Job. OK, Ahmed Job comes from the Gambia. And so he says to her, listen, uh, come back, let's go and have a holiday in, in the Gambia, meet my parents. So she goes, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, how nice. So he goes out there. He then presents her with this nice dress, nice cream and white outfit, wore it on her birthday. She doesn't realise she's going out there. He's marrying her. He's already married, but he's marrying her. And she says, I don't want to get married. And he goes, well, listen, you're going to be stuck here because I've got your passport. You're not going anywhere. You're either getting married or it ain't happening. So she goes through with the marriage. She found herself, you know, in this state where she had no option. This crook here turns out to have been somebody who came over as a student to this country. I can tell you now that uh, he's, uh, he's serving four and a half years in prison. Uh, he's a career criminal. He's a crook. He came here as a student. And um, he has, has perpetrated all sorts of frauds. He had various identities at home. And he just turned into, uh, into a criminal. But luckily, she decided to go through with the marriage and then came back here without realising that, A, he was married. Because had she said no, no, no... He would have kept the passport. What would she have done? She'd have been completely stuck out there. And so she said, my bigamist boyfriend tricked me into marrying him in Africa. He used various false identities. He also managed to get a £54,500 mortgage. I tell you, we must be pushovers in this case. These people must laugh. They must absolutely laugh. Career criminals. Easy peasy. A crook, a bent crook, like this boy here. And he managed to get that. Well, it, it is in uh, Wakefield in West Yorkshire. So you can probably get one. He also managed to get a loan from the HSBC for £12,500. When the police went to the house, they discovered 
hundreds of faked identity documents. After he served his four and a half years, we're kicking him out of the country. About bloody time. And uh, we want everything back. But, I mean, these people are all over the place. You know, women fall for this. Hello, listen, come back, meet my parents. Oh, great. Let me just hold on to your passport. It's a lot, lot easier that way. <laughs> Don't ever do it. Johnny says, let me get this right. The demise of the South Bank show, which even if you did not love all aspects of the art, you could always learn something from, has made way for the likes of a show featuring MPs living on a council estate. Between the main TV channels, certain programme makers are having a giraffe. I spoke in slang as they now have street cred. As for the MPs, what are they trying to achieve? Next week, I'm living in Belgravia to mix with the wealthy. Share my pain. Actually, the truth of the matter is, what are they doing it for? They're doing it for filthy lucre. They're not doing it to learn how the other half live. That's, that's the guise of the programme. They're there to try and make some money, to prop themselves up. That's what it is. I oh, know, I never believe this old rubbish, I'm afraid. Ridiculous. Uh, 84850, uk. Steve, I think if a lion came into my tent, I would instinctively think, pray. I agree to you. The one thing you don't do is, is run, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850. Ideal World is on Freeview. Thank you. Well, that's what I've got. QVC do mostly women's clothes, makeup and jewellery, none of which you wear, so you never have to buy from the TV shop, says T. <laughs> Oh dear, I bet that's quite nice. Katrina says, Jenny Barnett said the other day she went shopping in her pyjamas. I'm sorry, it's not normal. I don't care what anybody says, and I don't care if she works here. You do not go shopping in your pyjamas. I'm sorry, you just don't do it. Where are the... Oh, oh, here he is. Here he is. It's PC Shiny Buttons. His real name's Stuart Gray. And uh, Stuart Gray, I mentioned at the beginning of the programme, and I've, I've told you before, you know who he is. He's the man who ticketed the man for blowing his nose in the car. I mean, you've, I mean, it is just rank stupidity. I'm terribly sorry. It doesn't happen. And he was also the same man who uh, ticketed the guy for dropping a £10 note. PC shiny buttons, you have been outed. I mean, really. What is the police force coming to if that's the best that we get? I mean, it's terrible. I think somebody should actually highlight poor old PC Stuart Gray. I mean, somebody has said he's actually, he's, he's a little bit keen. There's a, there's a difference between... It's obviously a thin line between being a little bit keen and being a bit stupid. Blowing your nose in the car, I'm sorry, does not warrant a £60 fine. <gasps> Dear me. Don't go there. Don't go there. Oh, the good news is for ladies everywhere. You know that, that top model, Kate Moss? She's gone grey. She hasn't dyed her hair recently, and all the grey has come through. So we're all feeling a bit better about that, aren't we? Because you were sort of thinking, oh, I'm never going to look as good as, as Kate Moss. Well, you are. She's gone grey. She went out to the uh, the Ritz in Paris the other night, and she's gone grey. So that's very good. Here is this pale blue. What the hair? No, I know it looks grey to me. I'm looking at. It. Do you think it's pale? Oh, I don't know. It's it's a thin line, pale blue. I mean, is that what they call a blue rinse? Is it a blue rinse that ladies? Well, I don't know. Ladies do put through a blue rinse, don't they, through their hair? Mrs. Slocum. I mean, she, when she came in one day and she said, my pussy's drying out in front of the fire, but I've had a blue rinse. And she was bright blue, bright blue, because it was raining, and so her, her pussy got soaking wet, and so it was in front of the fire, and luckily that was all sorted out. But she used to come in with different coloured hair every day. And pe- I have heard of this blue rinse thing. I don't know why people have it done. Why do you ladies have blue rinses done? I can't work that. What is attractive about the colour blue? I know blue's nice, but why would you want blue hair? There used to be that battle axe in Coronation Street, Phyllis. Uh, I say our Percy. And she used to have blue hair. And I used to think, what is it about the blue rinses? 
I don't know. Uh, we'll worry about that a little bit later, I should imagine. Or oh, we'll talk to John Warrington, still floating around in the Pacific. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. Nice to be company. We're just waking up. Not easy this morning. You feel a bit, a bit lethargic. It's because it's Friday. We like Friday. Friday's a great day. It means it's the weekend. It means you can go out. You've just got to pray for some good weather. It's a little bit, a bit icky out there this morning, but nothing that you can't cope with. Just to take you away from the misery, John Warrington, just after the news, coming up at six o'clock, will be floating around. I think he's doing whale watching, or he's done whale watching. And, uh, and lovely Corin and Tony have a new gadget. I'll tell you what it is after the news, which is next on 97.3. 7.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's LBC. And 15 days on, they pull another girl out of the rubble in Haiti. This is after our search and rescue teams came back saying they're not going to find anybody else alive. Wrong. The day they came back, they pulled somebody out. The next day, they pulled somebody out. The next day, they pulled somebody out. And then, the other day, 15 days on, out comes a badly dehydrated 16-year-old against all the odds. Even the doctor said how she is alive is that the body should have shut down, but she was trapped in a bathroom. And they reckon that that probably saved her life. She had a little fluid from a tap and partially filled bath because she was trapped in a collapsed bathroom. Also had some Coca-Cola with her. They'll be pleased. They'll be very thrilled, won't they? Oh, Coca-Cola. I was hoping fish and chips or something like that, but no Coca-Cola. Anyway, uh, for the last uh, week, he's been bobbing around on the beautiful briny sea. And uh, this morning, we find him still bobbing around on the beautiful... with Wales this time round. That's not Wales the country. Look, see you, Bach. But uh, Wales giving birth. And John Warrington in speedos. Hopefully not. Morning, John. Good morning. I can tell you what, we're not bobbing around, we're being blown around tonight. Oh. It's very, very windy, because we've changed direction now, because, unfortunately, this is the last couple of days of this cruise, and we're now heading north, up the Bahia, California, towards Los Angeles. And this morning, we, uh, we docked at Cabo San Lucas. And you must remember this, I'm sure this would have happened on one of your cruises. Cabo San Lu- Lucas, it's got a very, very small harbour, so the ship stays at sea. That's and right. And they s- tender that's box. right, yes. That happened to us in Cannes. Yes, that's right. Big ships can't go into Cannes. Yes. It's very romantic, actually. It's rather lovely. And it's the only time you really see your own ship at sea. Yes. Um, and and we, there was another ship in this morning as well, a Norwegian cruise line. But I have to say, the Princess cruise ship looked far superior, and we, we waved at them, and they were all looking enviously at us. Um, but Cabo St. Lucas I, is such a stunning place. Unfortunately, we're only there till 2 o'clock in the afternoon because we've got to get back to L.A., yeah. and it's a 1,000 nautical miles. But Cabo San Lucas is absolutely beautiful. Pristine, white, sandy beaches, emerald sea, uh, gorgeous rock formations. Uh, it, is abs- it blows your mind. It is so beautiful. And I definitely want to come back here and have a holiday or spend some time there. That good. But, yes, it was really... Out of all the three places that we visited, it was by far the best. Mind you, if I go and see another jewellery shop selling silver, I'm going to slap someone. I know, I know. Everywhere what I used to hate, every time we used to get off the cruise, things. was people but selling the stuff. Selling, just selling jewellery. Yeah. And they, they sell opals and, and you know, all, all the stones, and they make beautiful necklaces. I mean, it's all very beautiful. But all the shops sell them, and 
just one after the other. It's like having a street full of shoe shops. Yeah. Except that it's silver. It was the same but in Cannes when we actually... When we actually got got to Cannes, the, the whole idea was that people went shopping. And I'm thinking, I thought the whole idea of a cruise was not to go shopping because, you know, you're supposed to be on holiday. Why do people think holiday shopping? I don't, I don't understand it either about the, the, the shopping because every time we get our little sheet, you mm. know, about the destination that we're going to next, there's a whole list of recommended shops and every single one of them is selling jewellery. Yeah. There isn't one selling a Mexican pair of maracas or something like that. I know. It's very bizarre. But the Mexican people don't push you. They don't come out and say, oh, come into my shop, come into my shop. Mm. They're very laid back. They're charming. Absolutely charming. One of the nicest races of people I've ever met. They are fantastic. And they're, they're really lovely. And they love the Brits, I can tell you. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to... Yeah, when we went to Lanza Grotti, a place I wouldn't recommend to anybody, living or dead, I'm afraid. Uh, and one of the highlights one day, they said, oh, uh, there's an excursion today going to a market. And I thought, well, who on earth would get excited about going to a market? We've got markets over here. I've been to markets. And you go over there, and it's the biggest pile of rubbish I've ever seen in my life. And they made a big deal about, you know, how marvellous this market was, and it's been here for ages. And it was selling the same old tat we've got in this country. Exactly, a market's a market yeah. wherever you are. Yeah. But it's the novel for them. Thing about the... Well, the nice thing is, this morning I did the excursion. We got up quite early and uh, went across on the tender. And then we met uh, the people from the, 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 you know, the excursion for the whale boat. Oh, yes. And there were people, people going in big boats. And the, but we went in this dinghy. And there were only ten of us. And with a, with a, a guide and a, a, another guy, nothing. You, you just sit on this sort of rubber thing. Good. It's like, I tell you what, it, puts, it makes Disney's um, roller coaster rides look mild in comparison. Mm. Because we went miles, 55, 60 miles out down the coast, to, passing beautiful, beautiful desert-like scenery, absolutely stunning. And then we got the call that they had found some whales. So off we whooshed, bouncing across the way. You have to hold on for dear life. You've got your life jacket on. You don't look particularly good, but you don't care. Anyway, we found some whales. And we followed a mother and her calf for half an hour. And I'm not joking, this whale, well, first of all, it was 30 foot long. I mean, it's massive. You cannot believe how big this creature is. And it's gentle, and it's beautiful, and it was protecting its calf with its fin mm. and keeping it to the other side. So it knew we were there, yeah. but it was all right with us, Couldn't but it was you. protecting its baby. And they were coming up for air, and they're blow, blowing things, and their tail what, was like coming over, or and they were kind of playing. Bubbles. Listen, it I have to take a break. I have to take a break, because we've got the news headlines. OK, so I'll, okay. I'll do the news headlines, and we'll, we'll, we'll come back in a moment. All right? Don't, okay, don't go anywhere. We'll, we'll, we'll do the headlines first. Why are we getting the loft insulated? I only did that. You see, 97.3. Thanks, Simon. Saw him yesterday. Uh, John Warrington currently stalking whales in the Pacific. And half an hour, this yes. poor whale is going, go away, and still the boat <laughs> pursues them. Go away! <laughs> we, we weren't letting that one out of our sight at all. She was Gorgeous. Did she have a I name? Bring her home. <laughs> no, but Dolly came to mind. Dolly. Dolly the whale. <laughs> Dolly the whale. <laughs> Dolly the whale. It wasn't Free and, Willy. And, and, and not Free Willy, no. No, 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 no. No, that's far too common. Yeah. 
It was. It is a sense a marvelous experience. And the thing is that I've never been that close. I've been out. I did whale boat once out of Boston, yeah. and we with my friends Annie and Steve, and we did um, we did see lots and lots of whales, but they weren't like I could have, I could touch this whale, mm. and it was so calm. And the waters are so clear here that you can see them swimming below, mm. and they literally swim literally a, a foot from the from the boat, and then you can see them coming up, and the the little one, the little baby one comes up a couple of times because that needs more air and then he started to get very i presumed it was a he it may have been a girl mm. it may have been a cross-dressing whale who knows oh, Lord. but it was leaping out the sea you know they come up with their noses and they jump out and then they jump back in again so he was having a really playful time he was trying to it's flood the boat marvelous. he thought you were food <laughs> <laughs> we were far too lovely <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have loved, the, the, the boat was the, the ride on the boat was worth the money. I can tell you, it was so fast. You had to hang on for dear life. Mm. It's like one of these Attenborough films, you know, when you see them going down across the sea in some orange, uh, orange canoe type thing. It was marvellous. And then, of course, in the distance, I mean, you can't get to all the whales because they're, they're all over the place. Mm. But in the distance, you suddenly see this great gust of, of, of water coming up out of the sea, and that's one of them coming up and blowing out of its hole. It's absolutely wonderful. I recommend everybody should see it. Is it very expensive? That excursion was $99. Right. That's 70 odd quid. Yeah, it's okay. 70 quid. Yeah. No, it's for three hours. It was, the whole thing was three hours. And you get a packed lunch? I mean, some of the... No, you don't get a packed lunch. You're oh, back right. before lunch. Oh, right. <laughs> then you can go on the boat. I mean, some of the excursions are quite... Some of them are very expensive, like three yeah. and $400. <laughs> wow. But in, in, that's the only one I've done. But, you know, they, they are great. And, well, I didn't get a chance to tell you yesterday, but with yesterday's port of call was a, a place called Mazatlan, which I kept calling Matalan for some reason or other. <laughs> Matalan. But it's Mazatlan. <laughs> <laughs> we went... That is also spectacular. I like the, that, again, more than I liked Puerto Vallarta, which is the main place. Yeah. Puerto Vallarta was our first port of call, and that was made famous by John Houston, who directed a, a film, I think it was called The Night of the Iguana, and Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton made it very big in the 50s and 60s. But Mazatlan was fantastic, very good shopping, really, really good. And the beach there was the biggest beach I think I've seen for years. It must have been 20 or 30 miles long. Wow. It must have been, it was so deep and lo- everywhere, I don't, these people, nobody seems to work here, yeah. I can tell you in Mexico. The beach was full on a a Wednesday afternoon, but we did go into a little bar yesterday, mm. and it was um, a Cuban bar. Hang on. And they were doing <coughs> Sorry. Bless you. I know, dreadful. the dust around Bless here today you. is terrible. Listen, I've, I've, I've got to let you go, but I know that you've, you've got one more day, haven't you? Then you're off to Vegas. Yes, I'm, I'm going to be in Los Angeles on Saturday evening, and then on Monday I shall be in Vegas, staying at the Bellagio. How nice. There you go. Well, enjoy that, and we'll, and we'll, we'll be... catch up with you then. To you on Monday morning. OK, look forward to it, John. Thank you. Off he goes. John Warrington and his whale watches. That seemed quite good value, didn't it? $99 for three hours of sort of chasing whales and getting the... Th- it's, a, it's a bit bouncing around on the boat, I think he liked the, uh, the best. So we'll catch up with him on Monday when he's at the Bellagio in Las Vegas, or Lost Wages, Nevada. I love Las Vegas. I've not been there for years, but I loved it to pieces. Corin and Tony are very excited. Well, Corin is. It's, uh, she's just got a new gadget. It's a USB cassette player, which transfers her cassette tapes to the computer so she can burn them 
onto CD. One of my most memorable recordings was an afternoon show you did in 1993. It's hilarious, and I'm going to send you a 15-minute extract, which I hope you'll find time to listen to. I won't tell you what it is. I've often thought about it, and I'm so glad I can now preserve it forever. Glad you enjoyed the South Bank show. Yep, the awards are on Sunday, I think at 10.15... So uh, it's going to be quite a, quite a busy Sunday. In fact, I'll, I'll, we'll find out exactly. And hopefully Jonathan Levi, when he comes in, will bring in the exact guest list so I can remember who was... I can only remember the ones that I saw, but there were loads of other people there. He'll, he'll probably bring in the celebrity list. So anyway, uh, Tom, that's their blue tit, is staying with us. He's been there three months. What do I get every day? A robin. A robin. Every day, as I'm walking along the riverbank, the robin jumps out. So today... If you're listening, Mr Robin, it's food day. I'm going to be taking you down your uh, your mealworms and everything else. So we're all doing our little bit. Because they, they were saying, and we said yesterday on the programme, that you've got to look after the little birds. Don't worry about things like pigeons. You never see pigeons suffering from malnutrition, all this rubbish, or seagulls either, you know. Although I did see some ghastly Canada geese the other day. Horrible noise and mess they make. They're so nasty. We don't like those at all. They had a cull in one of the Royal Parks a short while ago. Wish they'd come round our way and cull ours. Horrible things they are. JLS are touring. Got to get in quick, though, because uh, six of their dates have sold out already. Uh, Kelly Clarkson's touring. Amy MacDonald. Was that the one who did... Um I can't remember what Amy McDonald's single was. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Don't bother. Catherine Jenkins is. Star Wars in Concert is touring. I've never heard of this. Original movie props and costumes. The Stereophonics. Beverly Knight. Leona Lewis. Stranglers. And my favourite, Jamie Cullum. He's touring. Newly married, Jamie Cullum. Good boy. And uh, also, uh, Katie Melua. Plus War of the Worlds. And The Soldiers. The soldiers are touring. I mean, who in their right mind would go and... No, they're they're the soldiers who had a a hit single out, or might have been an album, and they're actually touring. And they're they're, they're sort of doing London's Royal Albert Hall. Who on earth would go and see that? What an odd choice. Mind you, they're also doing the Skegness Embassy (laughs) Centre. One can only hazard a get... Oh, dear. Here they are. The UK's craftiest couple, Stephanie Waitman and Nigel May. And they're going to tell you how to stick cards together. Uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and the Ladyboys of Bangkok are back touring again. That'll please everybody. Plus Glenn Campbell, Dennis LaCoria, who was the voice of Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's busy, too busy to come to the phone. Um, shows how old that song was, because nowadays you take the phone to Sylvia, don't you? You doesn't have to walk to the hall to pick up the telephone. You go because it was attached to a cord. Now you go, somebody on the phone for you and just give her the phone. Sylvia's mother... No, give her the, give her the phone. Makes it so much easier. Uh, what else is... To- oh, boy, George is touring. Hopefully forever and hopefully in another country. Uh, plus, um, Flamenco Festival. That's at, um, I don't know, Sadler's Wells. And they've got uh, the Bane Espelio. <laughs> a lot of that sort of kind of thing. A lot of sort of very tight trousers on men and very tight trousers on women and lots of lifting up the skirts and maracas and, and sort of, you know, clicking of heels and... It's all just a bit noisy as far as I'm concerned, I'm afraid. I'm not, not really a big fan of flamenco. I quite like watching it, but there's a lot of stamping on the floor. And you can do that if you go to the craft festival, because they're doing stamping as well, so there'll be a lot of things like that going on there. Let's demonstrate that to some of my colleagues at LBC a bit later on. A lot of people saying to me, have you stamped recently? The answer is, not really, but I'm willing to give it a go. OK, we'll have to take a, a quick break. We'll find out how we did in the uh, the horse racing in a moment, because some, some watermelon rests on it. He's very generous, Matthew, you know. He's just give, give, give. I always thought receive, but no, he's giving. LBC 97. And others. 
It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's LBC 97.3, Friday morning, and the time now is 6.30. So, fellas, watching this Iranian comedian the other day, and she was saying, she said, uh, and, and they said to me at the passport office, she said, she said, so, um, you know, uh, what, what are you? She said, well, I'm Iranian. They said, your husband's from where? And she went nodding him. She said, oh, you're mixed race then. She said, oh, no, no, she said, the only true mixed race person would be a mermaid. You know, that would be the only, sitting on the rock, you know, combing your fish's body at the bottom. That's mixed race, as far as we're concerned. However, yesterday, had he gone each way, he'd have had a little something in his pocket. Mm. But uh, you didn't, because you both went for, and, um, and that came in second. Oh, so good effort. It was a good, well, it wasn't a good effort, it came in second. Mm. But you're still in profit. Yep. £7.10. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex, I'm afraid, £9.10. He said the... the Not uh, horse... in profit. Loss. Sorry, loss. I do beg your pardon. Mm. Yes, sorry, that's all right. I had to gloss over that, Yes, OK. You? Well, I was trying to, you know, just be kind, because it's Friday. He says the selection was unable to cope with the extra weight topped up with melon. <laughs> no, melon doesn't really weigh anything, does it? Doesn't. It doesn't. I've got some more it's just actually water. today. It's just water. It, it's not just water. It is it's really. Not isn't it? just There's not water. a lot in if a it melon. If it was just water, I'd be lying under like the tap cucumbers. waiting for melon to drip out. They're like cucumbers. Very little in them. They're nothing like cucumber at all. Cucumber is long, thin, and green. <laughs> These are big, round, and red. They're completely different. <laughs> Honestly, I hope they're not taking you shopping. I was referring to their chemical makeup. Well, it just said they were water. So just H two O then. Well, essentially, <laughs> I think. I don't yeah. think there's very much in a melon. So, so, in other words, I mean, in theory, you should better live on melon for the rest of your life. Well, I wouldn't like to try it. No. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if there is a watermelon diet. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yes, I mean, I know there's been cabbage diets. Bound to be a watermelon diet. and yeah. everything else. Yeah. I've never heard of watermelon, though. I would think you'd need something just to top you up a bit. Yeah. A bit of meat. Mm, nice steak. Yes, I like a nice... I'm having a nice steak today for lunch. Oh, are you? Yeah, I love a good sirloin steak with mm. a green peppercorn oh, sauce. Oh, yes. And, uh, and just some hand-cut uh, fries. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not very chips. many. Fat, fat chips, chips yeah. Which are better for you. Are they? Yes, because the reason fat chips are better for you than thin ones is because they, uh, the fat is absorbed over a bigger surface. The little one, the fat is concentrated. Oh. So that's why. There you go. I'll, Today's I'll bear that in mind. No, but there is some melon on my desk for you. Oh, good, thank you. So I, I thought you'd like that. You're most kind. You're very welcome. Today's loser for Alex is the 425 at Newbury, Dragon's Roost. Okay, it's a busy day of racing, actually. Five meetings today, uh, as well as Newbury, Chepstow, Doncaster, Lingfield and Wolverhampton. But I'm also going with Newbury, the 240 Gold Award. Gold Award. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah, it's got a sort of winning name to it. It has. It? It's got a winning name. It's yeah. got an optimistic name. Yes, gold award. Not silver award or bronze award, gold. no, gold award. Yeah, I like yeah. that, I like that. OK, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Mm. But in the meantime, the melon's sitting on the desk under my scarf, I think. Oh, right. Something like that, so... Well, dig it out. Yeah, well, don't dig, don't, don't dig too deeply. We're <laughs> going through the desk. <laughs> I will talk to you Monday. Yeah, have a good weekend. Thank you, Andrew, as well. Bye-bye. Au revoir. There he is, Matthew Schofield. Do you know, I was watching, you know, we did these uh, gold adverts on the television a short while ago and a lot of people were complaining about how little they got when they sent their gold in and I got so angry and I can't remember if I mentioned it yesterday on the programme where there's some bloke, he looks as though he's famous I can't remember who he is, but he's, he's sort of bald and he's going, gold and platinum prices are their highest ever and you know, now is a good time, and I'm thinking, no, you're selling scrap value, you're doing scrap, you're being misleading by saying they're at their highest pl- pr- uh, prices ever, they might be, but that's got nothing to do with you 
you're buying this jewellery to melt down. Because he then goes on to say, and we've got our own smelting works or whatever it is. I'm thinking, so what difference does it make whether it's at the highest price? It's not, because you're only paying something like 6%. I got quite angry, actually. I've started getting angry watching adverts on the television. It's not good, is it? It really isn't. It's not healthy. I've started shouting. Anne-Marie says, John Warrington should try crystal cruises. My boss goes every year and loves it. I know there are some really good ones, aren't they? Steve, melons and cucumbers are from the same family. I can't... I, I, listen, I couldn't, I couldn't be less interested in which family they, they, uh, they come from. Uh, Steve, I used to hate waking up too early in the morning, and then I discovered this programme. Thank you. Um, and the soldiers donate towards Help for Heroes. Support them. Don't put them down, says Linda. It's got nothing to do with that, Linda. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. It doesn't say anywhere on there, Help for Heroes. It says they're doing the Royal Out. They're doing a tour. So I'm really not interested. They might donate on their album sales, but certainly got nothing else to do with anything else. There's no mention of it at all in the adverts. So uh, perhaps an apology. Coming back by return, please. Thank you. Uh, what type of whale was it, says Phil? I don't know, a big whale, 30 foot long. I don't know what type of whale. A whale had just given birth. What do you want to know? Its name, its family history? I don't know. Amy MacDonald. Was that Dizzy Blonde, who was always on Celebrity Squares in the 70s? And, uh, yes, I remember Amy MacDonald. She had a little high-pitched voice, didn't she? I mean, a bit before your time, Jess. But she used to, uh, she used to have a very high-pitched voice. And I can't remember what she turned up in. She might have been in a sitcom on the television. Uh, OK, I own up once or twice, says D. I've popped... I'm not sure we can read this. I've popped to Tesco's with my pyjama top on, but with jeans and jumper. And I admit I'd love to go in my slippers... Hello? Have we all gone mad? This is the story in the paper today of the lady who has been uh, rightly booted out of Tesco because she went shopping in her pyjamas. I'm sorry. We've got to have some standards in this country, and if they fall any lower, why don't people just turn up in their swimwear? Something like that. You know, just just popped in to pick up some things. No, no, no. If you're at the seaside, then fair enough. You are allowed to go into a shop in maybe a swimming costume, because that's what happens. You drag sand in. But you don't go shopping in Tesco's in your pyjamas, unless you're particularly stupid, I'm afraid. Don't forget, this Sunday, quick uh, quick look at the line-up. 7 o'clock, me. 8 o'clock, me. 9 o'clock, me. 10 o'clock, me. 11 o'clock, Andrew Pearce. Uh, Honor Blackman is Honor Blackman is our in conversation guest. I think you'll like it. Very flirty, very very flirty. Uh, Andrew is here between eleven and two. Simon Calder's got his travel clinic for all the holiday and trip advice. Places to go, places not to go. Food and drink with Tom Parker Bowles between four and five. James Max has got business and property between five and seven. Christo's here between seven and nine with Sunday Night Live, and then oh, it's me again with in conversation. It's uh, LBC, 24 hours a day, with lots and lots of things to entertain. This is my... Have you heard this stomach going down here? Oh, dear. That was a bit frightening. Oh, must stop doing that. Must stop doing that. Um, and James says, my mum is a, is a lifetime listener. Uh, unfortunately, James, you didn't tell us her, her name, so you need to tell us people's names, otherwise terribly rude. You know, you can't... How can you do people's birthdays when, you know, you don't, you don't, they don't just say, dear birthday person? It's not the same, is it? Uh, hypnotist and self-improvement author Paul McKenna is joining Nick in the studio to review the papers. Uh, they're also going to be talking to Bill Stewartson, who's campaigning for paid leave for families of the war dead. The hospital porter was only given one day off from work after hearing his 21-year-old son had been killed while serving in Iraq. I think that's all you get now, isn't it? I think you get... I don't know how long compassionate leave is supposed to be. I can't remember. I know. I remember years and years ago, somebody saying, I need time off uh, for a funeral because it's my next-door neighbour. And I said, well, it's, it's got to be immediate family. 
You don't get time off for a next-door neighbour or a friend or something like that. It's got... Although I think people are a bit more lenient nowadays. But it, it was always, I think, officially immediate family only. Because I remember I did have a boss once. And when, when my mother died, I said, I need to go down. He went, oh, all right, then. You think, oh, <laughs> sort of inconvenienced you, as it were. And Tom Cheel is heading to Westminster to get a spray tan. Oh, my goodness. Are you sure about this? Tom Cheel. I saw him the other day. He's a, he's a bit pale... But I don't really think we want to see him looking like Jordan. Oh, I don't know there. You can see him in some of those little outfits. A spray tan at Westminster. Why would you get a spray tan at Westminster? I think you have to make sure you're listening to Nick Ferrari this morning. That's very odd, isn't it? And also, a very interesting question for you. How many friends do you need? How many friends? Now, somebody asked me this the other day. and figured, Was it... Who was it? It was somebody on air. It must have been. I think it was Andrew Pierce who was trying to filch numbers off my phone. And I said, I've got 400 numbers on my phone, and this, whoever it was I was talking to, and I can't remember who it was, said, but how many do you know? I said, well, know them all. That's why their numbers are in the phone. But how many would I speak to on a regular basis? Probably, I think I'd probably speak to the same three people every day, and at weekends, somewhat different people. But it's the same three people every day I would speak to. Perhaps four, four people. But three people definitely on the phone every day. Which is, I mean, I don't know how many friends you're supposed to have. I've got lots of acquaintances... But true friends, you know, people who have known you for donkey's years, probably ten? Somewhere between eight and... Yes, I would think about ten, but 390, you know, acquaintances. And I don't know how many... Because when people say, oh, I've got hundreds of friends, you think, you can't have. There's no time in the day to speak to hundreds of friends, is there? I don't think so, anyway. David and Carl Scholten says that there's an accident going north M1 at Junction 8. I'm sure that Hugh Broom will, has, uh, will have uh, hung on to that what uh, hung on to that one, and it will no doubt feature in a uh, bulletin. Linda says, "If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. You are wrong. It's got nothing to do with uh, Help for Heroes. This tour, this is a private tour that they're doing. So uh, they might have given money from the first album, but this is a private tour, and that's why it's not mentioned on any of the al- uh, on any of the adverts. Uh, all fruit and veg is up to ninety six percent water. Don't start me on this one, for goodness' sake." Welcome to DFS. What sort of sub? 27 is at the time. Jenny says fat chips are slightly less calorific than thin chips as they have less surface area and so absorb less oil. Uh, the embassy rooms in Skegnesti for the soldiers sounds almost as bad as Helmand. I don't know. I've never been to Skegness. I always imagined Skegness would be... It's just a, a British seaside town. Apparently, and in very, very, very tiny writing, the money from the album and the single is split between the... Uh, can't read it now, the, um, uh, the Royal British Legion and the uh, Help for Heroes and some of the money from the tour as well. But it's in such tiny writing and they've not got the logo up on there. But I still can't imagine who would go and see three people who've just had an album out down in a studio, irrespective of what it's for, to go and sit at the Royal Albert Hall. It's a bit odd, isn't it, really? A strange one, that. Tropicana have got a new drink, orange and watermelon. Orange and watermelon. Actually, generally speaking, I quite like Tropicana because it's got bits in. And I hate it when they... I always used to check on juice. I don't drink juice anymore, but I used to check on it and uh, and see if it was made from proper squeezed fruit or if it's made from concentrate. If it was made from concentrate, I didn't want to eat it or drink it because I used to think, no, it's not as good. Concentrate? No, not very exciting, I'm afraid. Uh, Steve, uh, I better not go to Tesco in my bedclothes as I don't wear any, says Jason. A little bit too much information there. I think that's such a good story. Such a good story that... Um, that they've banned this woman for wearing her uh, her pyjamas. To be honest with you, I think I think people should be told how to dress. Go to most European cities. You go to Italy, 
and you go to Vienna and you go to London. People dress. People dress up. They're, they're smart. You wouldn't dream of actually sort of going out in your pyjamas. Dear, they trailer trash or what? Uh, Express today, uh, it's Kate's grey day, but uh, we're now reliably informed. Well, Jess thinks it's blue. I think she's had a light blue rinse, but it's a bit unusual to have a light blue rinse underneath, isn't it? I think it's grey. I think it's grey. And uh, another story here. This is uh, a record number of women are being arrested for violent crimes, bringing warnings of a growing Ladette culture. 88,000 women were arrested. Ladette culture. You see it on the television. Foul-mouthed, disgusting people who you don't want anywhere near you. They can't string two words together. Costs nothing just to be polite, doesn't it? Goodness me. And Andy Murray. Is Andy Murray... Was, I can't remember what we knew about Andy Murray. Was he always sort of fairly quiet? And now he's sort of... He's, was he a quiet tennis player? Was it? I don't know. I can't remember. But apparently now he's, uh, he's sort of shouting and getting all fired up. I still don't think we're ever going to win Wimbledon, but, um, you know, it doesn't matter really, does it? Uh, Adam Crozier, he's now going to be running ITV, and they reckon that uh, there could be job cuts all over the place. Apparently, since 2003, he's earned £6 million. Not a bad job, is it? His last was running the post office, and now he's going to be running ITV. What would you do with ITV? What would you do with ITV? I don't know, actually. I cannot think what you would do with it. Because they must be sort of sitting there worrying about what sort of programmes you put on, what programmes are going to get an audience. All they're interested in is an audience. They're not interested in anything else. There, there appear to be... I mean, if we have many more reality shows or many more stupid cooking programmes, I think I'll just give up completely. I, I know it costs a lot of money to do drama, and I know it costs a lot of money to do factual programmes, but I would be happier to see more of these programmes on the television. They make enough money through through advertising, so why not put it into programmes? It, it makes makes far more sense, doesn't it, I think? Uh, sexy, smart, and with a ferocious new lease of life, at 50, women whose midlives are far from a crisis. People like Nigella Lawson, Kristen Scott-Thomas, Sharon Stone, who still maintains she's had no surgery whatsoever, Miranda Richardson... And Emma Thompson. Oh, and Greta Skaki as well. And these are all women. They're the rise of the quintastics. So that's good. See, people used to say, oh, 50, it's terrible, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. When, when I get there, I shall let you know. But, but you do worry about it. What, what's it going to be like when you get to 50? Poor old Donald is suffering with a cold at the moment. Oh, don't talk to me about colds. The one thing we don't need at the moment. And over this weekend, it might actually turn a little bit chilly. But everywhere, Easter eggs. You cannot move for Easter eggs. Where did I go the other day? It might have been Marks and Spencers. And they had racks and racks of Easter eggs. And now I'm looking at uh, Tesco. They've got Easter eggs. Uh, no no pyjamas, incidentally, but Easter eggs. And these are a pound. They used to be two pounds, now they're a pound. Is that, I mean, do, do people still give Easter eggs? We do, don't... Oh, we, oh uh, OK, all right. I'm told yes, in no uncertain term. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not sure whether they, they're, they're good value for money, Easter eggs. They used to be years ago. I used to like the ones they go, and you've got this one here, and it's got the chocolates. But I used to like the Easter eggs where you opened it, and the chocolates were inside, in sort of... in, in, a, in a piece of whatever it was, pressed-out plastic, the shape of the egg. And that was quite exciting. I quite like that. Or failing that, if it was Smarties, it gets a Smartie egg, and you open it up, and there's a little packet of Smarties in there. Must be cheaper to actually go out and buy Smarties, mustn't it? I think. I see that the son of uh, Hollywood star Michael Douglas is facing at least ten years in jail after pleading guilty to drug dealing charges. 
they said, did you know what you were doing? And he went, yes. So expect him to be uh, going to prison. Here's this poor man, Michael Mancini, blew his nose at the wheel of the car and uh, got his £60 fine. He's not paying it. He said, I'm really, really not. He said, it's just ridiculous. He's a, he runs a furniture restoration firm. He said he put the handbrake on. He was at a standstill in traffic, and he, he wiped his nose, but he was asked to pull over by officers who were standing nearby. He was told he was not in control of his vehicle. God forbid you should take your hands off the steering wheel to actually sort of scratch yourself. Or I mean, I'm surprised they didn't do him for pulling on the handbrake. Mind you, my car, it's a, it's a footbrake. You don't actually get the handbrake. And you think to yourself, thank God we didn't see PC shiny buttons up there. But now... They're, they're, they're saying they're actually going to go to court. What a waste of money. I can't believe that, seriously, the Crown Prosecution's going to go with this as a court. I mean, they can't, can they? Is that the time? I've got no more time left. I've got to go. I've got to go. Listen, back on Sunday, don't forget some great programmes over the weekend here on LBC. Nick will be with you after the news at seven. So uh, stand by for that. And don't forget Paul McKenna. We'll be in uh, doing the papers. So it's on a Blackman, 7 o'clock, Sunday morning, and you can podcast it as well. Before all of that, the business update today with Matthew Schofield. Thanks, Steve. The stock market and the pound both 